Welcome to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive, featuring conversations with performing artists and industry influencers on what it takes to succeed in the arts. I am your host, Diane Foy, and I believe that you really can make a living from your creative talents. As a publicist, podcaster, and coach, my mission is to educate, motivate, and empower you to thrive with authenticity, creativity, and purpose. Hello, and welcome to episode number 28 of Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. Today we have Christopher Leacock, a.k.a. Jillionaire, who, staying true to his Trinidadian roots, fuses original Caribbean rhythms of soca with dancehall beats. Along with Diplo and Walshy Fire, he was a member of the electronic music group Major Laser until this past June when he left the group to pursue solo projects. Major Laser is best recognized for the global smash Lean On with DJ Snake and Mo, and Coldwater with Justin Bieber and Mo. Coldwater became their second track to achieve one billion streams. Jillionaire has been touring worldwide with Major Laser since 2009, including performing at festivals such as Coachella, Trinidad Carnival, CMJ Music Marathon, Electric Daisy Carnival, South by Southwest, and Mad Decent Block Party. He continues to establish himself as an innovative and creative producer and has invested in various technology startups. As the audio was taken from the press conference and Q&A at the Collision Tech Conference that happened in Toronto in May, many of the questions are about technology and how it relates to music. I had the opportunity to ask a question at the press conference. However, the rest of it is from others, and so I will pop in to let you know what was asked. And because also it was at this big conference, the sound is not the best. Um, especially the first part with my question that was at the press conference and somehow that's even more louder than the Q and a, so bear with the sound, but there's some great information there about the music industry and how it relates to technology. So I hope you enjoy it for a transcript of this episode, visit sing, dance, act, thrive.com slash zero two eight. I am Diane Foy, and I have a podcast for performing artists called Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. And it's for to help up and coming artists. So, do you have any advice for up and coming artists to, in their career? But also, I was wondering how has technology impacted the way you create music, and how do you see that going in the future? There's uh, always been, you know, uh, there's always been tools out there, and we just have to take advantage of the tools we have available to us, whether it's uh, musicians, painters, dancers, singers, filmmakers, and um, you know, as those tools continue to evolve, we just have to kind of stay on top of what's available. You know? and so now, anybody, anybody can be a creator. Anybody who has a, a cell phone can make a song, or they can make a movie, or they can do a drawing. You know? So, just my advice would just be to you know. Be aware of what support tools are available to, to you, and you know, try you know, try your best to use those tools to the best of your advantage. So, do you think producers and DJs just understand technology more than the average person? 
I mean, I think that we all kind of get it, you know, because we all create this together, you know. I, I think that over the last two or three years, the innovators have finally been hailed as creators in their own right. You know, you you have an idea in your head, and then you make this thing, and then you give it to the rest of the world, and you expect acceptance. You you know, you expect it to be to be acknowledged and to be accepted. And it's the same thing if it's a song, or it's a painting, or it's a photograph, or it's a uh, a dance piece, or a film. Or an application, you know, so it's, it's pretty much the same process. What advice do you have for up-and-coming artists, and what challenges did you face along the way? Man, when I was a baby, I used to sleep on a private jet, so I can't relate. <laughs> you know, um, I think that it's 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 really uh, about persistence. You know, I have I've had friends before who would ask me the same question, like, "Yo, like, how do I do this and how do I do that?" And I think it's just really uh, being persistent, being true to your craft. You know, continuously developing your craft, practicing, um, communicating with people, sharing with people, and eventually, you know, as you as you go through your own personal growth and technical growth, you know, somebody's going to take take notice of that and you know, kind of give you a little push along the way. How did you connect with Major Laser? Jesus, uh, we met. I mean, I've known Walsh maybe about twenty years. I've known Wes, you know, about. Uh, Maybe just as long I, I, over 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 ten years, and um, we it was just natural, you know. We were just we were just always friends first. We were music lovers first, you know. So you know the whole idea was very it was very organic, you know. So I don't think there was any kind of like real like clicking point. I mean, me and Luisa and Wes slept in a bed once together, and then we stole a blanket, and then we slept on it, dude. And yeah, so you want a real story? You should ask her. Yeah, yeah, we slept on it, dude, for two days in a doghouse. So, I mean, yeah, you just kind of, you develop a friendship and you, you develop a close bond over time, you know? So I don't think there was really any kind of like, like quick moments like that. What apps or tools do you recommend for musicians? I mean, you just have to, you have to use the tools that are, that are available to you, you know? I mean, I think it's really up to you to do your research and kind of figure out what's up there. And I'm not saying that to be facetious, it's just that regardless of what environment you're working in, you have to find the tools that are available to you. You have to find the tools that are available to you within your your price bracket. You know, so if that means you know uh, being a, a visual artist and, and downloading software legally so that you can use um, Photoshop or AutoCAD, or if it means that you are a musician and you just start off using GarageBand or whatever it is, you know, you, you kind of have to kind of figure that out for yourself. You know, some people do amazing work using the simplest, most rudimentary tools, and then some people have you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of uh, equipment available to them. That doesn't mean that one is necessarily going to be better than the other because at the end of the day, it's really going to come down to the emotion that they put into it, you know, the, the, the passion that they put into their work. So I don't think that there's like a, a specific tool to say, well, oh, like, yeah, all musicians should use this and you press this button and a hit comes out, you know? So it's really going to come down to you. What areas of technology interest you? That's a good question. I... I am very interested in uh, how we can use technology to assist in the human condition. So if there are tools that we can use to digitize, you know, um, difficult or expensive or time-consuming aspects, then I think that that's somewhere where you can use technology to provide real value to the 99%. Um, I come from a technology background. I worked in enterprise before, so I, I really don't have much of an interest in like enterprise tools. So somebody tell me about SaaS and 
global expansion is kind of like it's over my head. But you know, the mere fact that we can use our phones to call a taxi or deliver lunch or you know uh, help us relax, like those things to me are very exciting and have real value. So it's more about how we can use you know these same big ideas, but to help solve you know little, little human problems. When it comes to digital design and artwork. What do you think about the visual aspects of music? Man, you just eat a lot of acid and you spend two days in a room doing it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, I think that I think that you know we we live in such an amazing environment right now where we can kind of like do whatever the hell we want, you know. So, um, I think that you know a lot of people, as creatives, they they face certain challenges. They, they you know they, they they face identity challenges. They face esteem challenges, and they're like, man, like. What should I make, you know, and 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 how should I present my work, and and all of these type of things, and what it really comes down to is like, yo, make what you like, you know. If you want to do something that somebody else thinks is weird and crazy and left field, it's there's a high possibility that other people are going to enjoy it as well. Can you talk a bit about royalty rights management and Spotify? I mean, I think that Imogen Heap is probably the biggest champion of that right now. You know, I, one of the one of the biggest challenges with with royalties and and just rights management and 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 cash management is something that that uh, Akon was talking about uh, two days ago, which is that even if even if Spotify says, hey, you know, like we pay you, you know, zero point one cent per stream, and they say, oh, well, you made two million streams, there's no way for me to really know that. I kind of have to trust them on that, you know. So. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of talk about blockchain and, 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 and using new technologies to provide accountability and so on. But realistically, so much of that is, is so very far away that I think that for right now, you know, I mean, we just kind of have to trust the overlords and hope that, you know, that, that they, they're giving us, you know, some respectable percentage of, our, of what is, is, is truly due to us, you know. But that whole, you know, the whole music industry is so archaic. The music industry hasn't really evolved the, the back end of it hasn't evolved since since its inception you know obviously we have new ways to consume and we have new ways to create but but the actual uh, distribution mechanism has pretty much stayed the same you know what what we have been distributing has changed so we move from you know cassettes to CDs to, to, to you know, vinyl and and now to, to streaming but at the same time you know it kind of like what we create goes into a black box and then and then that black box is distribution, and then it comes on on the other side. So until there's a way for, for, for each of us to actually own our own distribution, then we don't really have uh, a way of knowing what, you know, like, we, we don't really know the numbers, you know, they, they can give us the numbers, but they can, they can have, like, you know, a, a bunch of, you know, dudes in the back making those numbers up. So we just kind of have to trust them at this point. When collaborating with other artists, what is your process when there is conflict? Just like real life, what do you do when you and your sister get in a fight? You know, you have to figure, you have to figure it out. You have to talk about it. You know, and you, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't think that this is like a, a process. It's just like it's, it's something that you have to do. You know, um, you try to surround yourself with people who are like-minded, but at the same time, you also surround yourself with people who are very strong-minded. So you have to, you have to respect that. You know, and sometimes sometimes there's a, a hierarchy of strong mindedness and then sometimes you just sit down and you have a conversation about it and you try to work it out as two as two adults. 
Can you talk about your vision for soca music? I mean, I think I think you know we've had a we've had a big opportunity soca music over the last few years, and my my role, which was very difficult for me to accept at first, as was as a cultural ambassador, you know, and the biggest opportunity that we had as a group, you know, with touring success and with visibility, was being able to to break down doors for artists, musicians, producers from the Caribbean, whether they were, whether it was, you know, Bungie and Marshall from Trinidad or working with Beanie Man, Sean Paul, Conscience, Idonia, any number of Jamaican artists, working with any number of um, Caribbean producers, First Class, London Future, uh, Russian, the, the list goes on. I, I, you know, I can't even think of the names. So I, I think that, you know, we have always had uh, a strong legacy in Caribbean music, not just in soca music, not just in, in, in dancehall, not just in the music from Jamaica, not just in the music from Trinidad, but from all, all across the, the Caribbean, you know? Rupees from Barbados and Rupees, you know, probably has one of the biggest soca songs of all time. Kevin Little, same thing from, from St. Vincent. So we have a strong heritage and it's just important for us to, to continue to build on that and, and to continue to build on, on the exposure that others have on the opportunities that others have, have presented for us, you know, on the backs of the, the Sean Pauls and the, the, the Shabbos and, and so on and so on. How do you see art affecting technology and how do you think tech affects music? How do we see art and music affect tech and vice versa? You know, like I was saying before, we are all creators. Everybody, everybody out here who has one of these boots is a creator. And... You know, I, I tell people a lot of times that if you could kind of put two songs together in your head, you could probably put two colors together on a canvas. That don't necessarily make you a painter, but you understand aesthetic. You have an idea of how things should look and feel, you know, how things should work together. And I actually had a, a guy say to me last night, he's like, you know, um, musicians make good, um, like, like good, what are you saying, like, like good technologists or something, because for us, a lot of times we have to find a way to get what's inside our head and put it on paper or, or present it to an audience. And we also have to find a way to optimize that process using whatever limited resources we have access to. So it's crazy because I think that the, the two things have always very much gone hand in hand. It's just that for a very long time, because we were using technology to address enterprise level problems instead of using technology to address personal problems there wasn't necessarily that parallel but now that we're in a space where you know we, we, we solving personal problems and we're we addressing real personal issues and people look at it and go oh like these guys are, are using the same process you know they, they, they're using the same uh, thought process going in the same direction what tech or platforms are you most excited about you know I've just been using a lot of the same stuff for so long you use Dropbox you use WeTransfer you know, um, email, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty basic, pretty boring. You know, I don't, I don't think that there's anything that's, that's brand new that, you know, that I could think of that I could say, well, oh, like that thing is what I've been using recently, you know. In fact, I've been talking to a couple of guys here at the conference who are talking about uh, making project management solutions for, for musicians. And the, the thing about it is that while it might seem like a good idea to say, hey, let's have one cure-all for, for everything, you know, what, like one Swiss Army knife thing that's going to, you know, uh, you don't, at the end of the day, it's like, you don't use the same thing 
to clean the toilet that you use to take a bath with that you use to brush your hair that you use to you know it's like they all have brush right but you ain't gonna brush your teeth and brush your hair and brush your toilet with the same thing you know so it, it's useful sometimes to have separate tools and to have a and to have a tool suite as opposed to saying well um i have one thing that is going to solve every problem related to to the to, to music industry or related to creating music or re related to creativity in general you know so so for me it, it really comes down to using a suite of tools whether it's soundcloud email um dropbox we transfer etc etc and then to you also have so many ways to communicate now you know so like you might have a conversation with somebody on instagram you might have a conversation with them on twitter you might have a conversation with them on email but there's nothing that's going to beat having a conversation with them in person in the same way that there's nothing that's going to beat um, you know, sitting in a studio and, and working with somebody face-to-face, one-to-one, as opposed to communicating with them using whatever tools you use via the internet. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. Be sure to join the mailing list at dianefoy.com to gain access to exclusive bonus content, a weekly newsletter, and an invitation to our private Facebook group of purpose-driven performing artists and industry influencers.